Hello, everybody. Welcome to Grip Lock Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast. I am Zach, and this is Hunter, and that was his computer. And today, <laughs> we are talking about Paul and Ricky's best years compared to this year, their first year with their new sponsor. Um, you know, obviously, Paul is having a great year right now, and, you know, Ricky is playing okay, but we... All right, Hunter just closed his computer. Going <laughs> off script, um, you know. But we'll we'll talk about the stats, how many um, tournaments each person won, what their ratings look like, um, kind of like that. We have had a. Uh, every time this comes up, I always think Gary V is like talking to you. No. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I wish. that'd be nice. That'd be pretty funny. All right. <clears throat> Before we get into it, we had a long day. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I had a long yeah. day. No, I, yeah, I I'll explain it. I, I got up. Yet. I got up. I went to work. After work, I went and filled orders. After I filled orders, I ran home. I changed. I met you at the course. We shot until 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Shot until 7 o'clock. I have to be at Hunter's house at 7.30. So I ran home, got home at like 7.15. My amazing wife had dinner ready, sat, ate dinner with her for 10 minutes, and I got here at 7.40. That's literally yeah. haven't stopped yet. I woke up at eight. My alarm didn't go off. Uh, luckily, I don't have anywhere to be. <laughs> yeah, so you but I like here. to start working at eight. So I w- woke up at eight, stressed out a little bit, started working Why? at eight thirty, just because I was. I thought like I was already behind. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Again, I don't really have a schedule. But I worked from eight thirty to three fifteen. Three fifteen, I went to the gym for basketball practice. Mm-hmm. I coach basketball. That went to four thirty. Four thirty, I left. Met you at the course. And then I, my day matched yours after that. Yeah, literally. Came home. Except for my wife didn't prepare me dinner. Zaxby's prepared me dinner because she's at work. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, um, let's start this off as we always do with two off the tee. Two, 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 two. Um, if you're new here or you just need a reminder, two off the tee basically is how we start off every <laughs> podcast. So I find one question typically from Reddit, but if we ever get them from Instagram or something like that, I'll, I'll get another one. Um, and then the second question comes from the chat boards. So if you're on there... Uh, go ahead and start leaving your questions while both of us answer this first one. So this first one was technically from Reddit, but it's just kind of a generic question, so I don't have it pulled up. Basically, it was saying, um, what do you use a mid for and how? Sorry, how do you use a mid? No, I think I said it right first. What do you use a mid for and why? How often? How often? That's what it was. Okay, how often do you use a mid and why? I was like, how was definitely in there, but I couldn't figure it out. Am I going first? this first. Okay. So, as I mean, Hunter knows this answer because we just played today. So, if I'm going to use a mid, it's like 90%, eh, I would say 75% because I'm going to flick it, right? You know, I have my A4 that I'm not going to throw back in. It's just for like a flippy mid shot. I have my A2 that I'm not going to flick. I'm just going to throw it. I'm not going to throw it back in. I'm going to throw that, you know, flick only. Yeah. And I have, uh, Two buzz, uh, two regular buzzes and a buzz OS. The two buzzes I'm gonna backhand, and the buzz OS I'm gonna forehand. But how often? Yeah, now that you say that, because you don't carry a putter either, do you? Like a throwing putter, other than a zone. Well, now I carry a hard, um, oh, a hard link. link. But I, I didn't throw it at all today. You didn't see me throw it. Uh, yeah, because I was gonna say now that you say that, if I think about you throwing backhand, it's always a driver. Like yeah. pretty much always. It's like a mm-hmm. sail or. Mm-hmm. Wow. Or the buzz, which I didn't even throw the backhand buzz yeah. today. Um, so how often do I throw mids? Pretty often. Like, I, I threw them a lot today. Yeah. Um, what do I throw it for? Flippy mids. 
I can I feel like that like a touch forehand with a flipping mid is you need that in your game. I even think you you throw that. No, yeah, I yeah, throw that a whole lot. Yeah. So Hunter, you know, we both got it. And then for the backhand, it's like something like a short hyzer probably that I know I don't need to throw over like 270 because I probably can't. <laughs> and then, you know, something kind of straight, not not so straight, but like high, a hyzer shot is like yeah. what I'm going to throw it for. Yeah, so my bag's weird because yeah, I've always been today. like this because um, I learned to play in the woods. So I throw yeah. a ton of mids. Like if I had to put a percentage on it, I would bet, unless I'm on a long course, I would bet 75 to 80% of my tee shots are going to be a mid. Now, why I think I throw a weird bag is I throw my mids so much, and I would much rather throw a mid really hard than a fairway driver or a distance driver soft. Mm -hmm. So, like, my bag is mids. Then I have, like, maybe three or four fairway drivers. I I think that's actually dead on. I think I have four. Well, Uh, I can tell you right now if you want. My bag's not there. That's empty. Oh, just kidding. (laughs) He looked in the bag's empty. I think I have four or five uh, fairway drivers. I forgot a Firebird's a fairway. Um... And then I have like six distance drivers. So I have four buzzes, an M4, an MD5. So that's six. I actually think I have five buzzes in my bag right now. I put yeah, another you do. Buzz in. So five buzzes, an M4, and an MD5. So seven mids. If you count a zone, that's eight. But we'll just say seven of my 25 discs are mids. Mm-hmm. Seven are drivers. I have five putters. So that leaves four. Five throwing there. putters? No, two putting, three throwing. Oh, wow. uh, but I use my mids... Forehand scramble shots, always going to be a mid, yeah. um, regardless. I throw a lot of forehand any scramble. Really, if I'm scrambling, I'm going to throw a forehand, just because I like to see my gap when yeah. I hit it. Um, but then backhand, I throw any shot I possibly can with a backhand mid. So yeah. flippy discs, like flippy turnovers, hyzers, all that. Um, mainly just because the fairway driver distance for me is like 350 to 400, yeah. and that's it. You know, anything above 400, I'm throwing driver. a distance driver. Anything below 350, I'm throwing a mid. Yeah. So if I'm not in that weird zone, then I'm not going to throw a fairway. So I throw a lot of mids. All yeah. that to say. So we got some good questions uh, on the board, multiple, and I feel like I don't want to pick just one. Pick two. Let's do three off the first tee. Okay. So I like this question because I actually don't know the answer. Okay. What's your favorite and least favorite thing about running a disc golf company? Huh. Like, I don't know if I have some, like, I don't hate anything right now. I think my favorite thing, but this isn't really, I'll, I'll do a favorite thing and then favorite disc golf thing. My favorite thing is just running a company in general. Yeah. Like, it it's just like a lot dream. of fun. It was my like dream growing up. Yeah. I didn't know it was my dream growing up until I worked with my dad who right. runs a company. And then, at, and this was like, I would work on and off with my dad for, you know, actually just technically working for my dad. It's only been like a year, but I would yeah. go and see my dad work as I got older and seeing like him run a company and the freedom it allows him to have um now obviously i understand the work that goes into it because i watched him work growing up but the freedom it allowed him to have was something that i always wanted um so i think that's probably my favorite thing my favorite disc golf thing though is just having access to all this plastic (laughs) to to feel (laughs) because we get them pretty cheap for ourselves yeah i don't have to spend as much money anymore um but yeah so my favorite thing would be like running a business because just like hunter my dad owned a business uh, when we were growing up. You know, he owned a pizzeria in New York. So, obviously, you know, I saw him work 60-hour weeks because, you know, he would open to close, um, sometimes work to like 2, 3 in the morning. So, yeah, like I saw how much work, you know, he put into it, but I just felt like that's what I wanted to do. 
Um, so that, yeah, that's my favorite thing is like actually doing all this. So I love all the behind the scenes stuff that like none of you guys know. Like I love that stuff. Yeah. I you know, like it's so fun. Um, it's least fun favorite. to like be the people making a decision. I of know. Like, hey, we're gonna drop this, and we know, know. this is gonna blow people's minds. But <laughs> or, uh, yeah, we're about to spend a lot of money today. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, least favorite thing. But like, I don't know if I like if I if I dislike anything. Maybe like the stress of maybe like if two days, three days goes, and we're like, well, we haven't many had haven't had many orders this week. Like, kind of a little stressful. But then, yeah. it, but then it all turns around. Like next week, you're like, wow, that that was happened? a really busy that week. Was, yeah. <laughs> so like. I don't know if I dislike that. I think my, the thing, I'm going to say, I don't really dislike it, but the thing I think that first came to my mind is being like the last line of defense. Like if something goes wrong, I don't have someone to go to. Yeah. You know what I mean? We like, are it. Yeah. We're, like if it, if crap hits the fan, then we have to make the decision of like, what do we do to fix this? Yeah. Which um, nothing yet has like really hit the fan. No. The only thing We've that had, ever like, got. like little things close which really uh, probably wouldn't have been bad was that raffle that we were gonna do an online raffle on instagram no we were doing do it on our site we sold tickets oh, yeah, for the uh did. yeah we sold tick raffle tickets on our site for like half a day if even for uh the mcpro stamp destroyer yeah and then someone messaged on instagram was like man i really hope you have a lawyer and you understand all the legality stuff behind this and i was like legality stuff what's yeah. this guy talking about and then within like five minutes i realized like is basically against the law. Yeah. And every state, you know, it was tech, I don't think it was against the law in our state, but anyone that bought a ticket outside of our state was against the law. And so luckily when he had said it, we had only had like 15, 20 yeah. tickets and we just refunded all of them and said, Hey, you know, really sorry, but here's your money back. We don't want to have to yeah. deal with this. And then we went a different route with getting that disc uh, as a giveaway. But that's the only thing that I could think of that was like, that was a really stressful day for me at least. Well, we, we fixed it though quick. We like, fixed it quick. You know, but it was just like a stressful few minutes. There's been a lot of stressful stuff like that. All right. Um, Lizzie says traveling. <laughs> I love to travel. I do too. I've I always, always loved, to loved to travel. Lizzie loves to travel, but doesn't like... Lizzie's Obviously, my wife. leave. Lizzie's oh, my wife, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Lizzie loves to travel, but she doesn't like when I leave, and she doesn't like to travel for disc golf just because... Yeah. It's disc golf. Yeah, she doesn't... It's not that she hates disc golf, yeah. but disc golf's just the thing that I spend... Heck, most of my yeah. time playing disc golf, I've spent more time with disc golf than Liz. Um, and so, yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah. I mean, Although traveling's not my answer, I understand that. Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe one day we'll be big enough to where our wives will just travel with us everywhere. Because that'd be, that'd be nice. nice. I, Liz asked me on uh, one of the trips, she's like, can I just go with you? I'm like, you realize what I'm going to be doing is, like, I'm going to get up, I'm going to go vend, I'm going to watch some disc golf, do, like, a video go to sleep, get up, bend. Like, that's all I'm going to do on the trip. I'm like, if you want to come, yeah, but you're going to be bored after a day or two. She's like, well, yeah, I guess I'll just work. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Even though I didn't have an answer to what I hated, there's our answer for that. And we only picked one, but there are so many questions today. You guys usually never have any questions. Yeah. So do I ask another or no? Ask one more. And while you're picking one, quick shout out. They're not on our website quite yet. I like this color. I just don't know if this will show. I grabbed this. Can you not see it? Oh, you already can see them in my hand. We got minis. They're going on our website more than likely tomorrow. Guys, I didn't quite have time They today. actually look good. Yeah, so uh, shout out to Mini Pro. No, Mini Pro was our freaking... Uh, no. Mini Pro was our tournament. So shout out to them because they did a sick job with our tournament they trophies did. way back in June. Shout out to Little Flyer. There we go. Um, 
they did have a slight mess up on our first run, but then they were very gracious and uh, redid them without one charging of our, us. Uh, one of our yeah, one of our Patreons. Who was that again? Uh, Trevor. Oh, Trevor Hill. Yeah, yeah, he's here. Huge shout out to him um, for helping us get it taken care of because they look sick, and now we have them, and they're going on our website hopefully tomorrow. Oh, um, someone just said free mini giveaway. Tell them what we thought about before. Yeah, so there's two <laughs> two things. Um, not free. Well, we'll do free mini giveaways Eventually. in general. Not right now. Uh, our Patreons, if you are a Patreon, um, will be getting free minis as a thank you. Um, so if you're already a Patreon, woohoo. These are coming to you. Um, <laughs> woohoo. If you're not, you can head to the link in the description below. It's five bucks a month, and you get more than just minis, but minis is one of the draws. The other thing is we said uh, we had our first Super Chat last, last week. week. Um, and so we said, hey, if there's a Super Chat over five bucks this week, we'll send you a mini. Yeah, you usually wouldn't get anything, but yeah. this week you're going to get a mini. Why not? So, yeah, technically not free on either of those options, but uh, nope. unexpected right on both. Um, also, I believe $50. Yeah, over a $50 order gets a mini gets as a mini well. just thrown in there. Um, and stickers, while they last, are going in all the orders. So. Yeah, we honestly going to have to restock soon. Just say no. <laughs> I just told him now because no. I was there today. All right. Um, we'll do one more question, then we'll jump into our topic. All right. I'll actually ask this question, even though it came after, but this is, question is good. This is from Steve. He's from our local area. Oh. He said, now that the Handicap League is done, do you have any thoughts on how it went? I kind of like tell, I want to fill everyone in on how like our first ever league went. Yeah. In general, I am extremely happy with how it went. So um, the league went great. I'll do a quick, like what we, what we did. Uh, we had a free, um, a free handicap weekly. So basically, it cost you zero dollars. Um, you showed up. You told us if it was your first week what you normally shot, and we just assigned you a handicap based on what a thousand rated round would be. And then it was a twelve week league. Um, Steven, who commented that, uh, and Graham Davis, another guy in this area, were the only two that made it to all twelve weeks. Yeah. Um, which shout we didn't out even them. make it to all twelve weeks. No, we, we only didn't. made it to ten. Yeah. So shout out to them. <laughs> they were more loyal than us. Um, but the winner of that weekly would get. 20 bucks every week to our store. Did we say it was free? Yeah, it was free. Uh, and then the overall winner What'd got they get? 100 bucks to our store. Did we say it was free? And then the um, most improved got 50 bucks to our store. Wait, you said it was free, right? It was free. Okay. Yeah. So um, really what we wanted to do that this like this entire league was just to get new people out to play. We had, I mean, I'd probably say like 20 people out of the, how many end up people played, played it? Like 65? Total? 62. Yeah. 62. 62 were the, the total individual players across the i'd say like 20 of them were like new to disc golf yeah yeah or at least new to to playing leagues yeah like i had never seen them somebody yeah people would be like hey i'm bringing friends this week like like you know they'd be like hey i've never played before like you know i i don't know what my handicap is i've never played like yeah that is that was literally our goal yeah so now that we know it works and like everyone had a good time we hope yeah i mean it seemed like everyone had fun yeah i don't know hopefully we more than likely we'll do it again next summer we have a meeting uh, with parks and rec in two weeks i do believe i'll have to look at the calendar again and with that we'll uh set up our fall schedule yeah um and kind of see what we can do what we want to do and how that all works out yeah um but no matter what next summer we're definitely going to have the handicap weekly again and possibly some other type of weekly yeah for sure definitely excited about that but now let's use that to head over to our topic which hunter does not have any numbers so i guess i'm your numbers guy yeah hunter will be the talker which he already is (laughs) so here we go today if you didn't already see the title which you're probably looking at right now as i said it is paul and ricky's best years 
Um, these are years that we thought were their best year compared to this year so far, how they are doing. So first for Paul... You're on the wrong year for Paul. Just starting it off there. Oh, that sucks because I'm not going to be able to twitch it because wow. I have no internet. Just turn your internet back on. He was on 2016. So basically... Sorry. Um, Hit it, Hunter. Paul's best year to date uh, has been 2015. Um, that's just a known fact because in general, it's been known as the best year in disc golf, period. Um, so we're going to look at Paul's numbers of 2015 compared to 2019. And then Ricky's best year, correct me if I was wrong, Zach, we determined to be 2017. Um, this is correct. Yeah. So his 2016 year and his 2014 year, win wise, were very similar. But overall year, uh, 2017 seemed to be a little bit better. He hit his highest rating then. He had uh, better finishes outside of just his wins. Um, and his career winnings in 2017 were almost $80,000, I believe. Ricky's yeah. were. It was something crazy high. It was like 70 some thousand, which beats out Paul's 2015. 79000 and Paul's was seventy two his yeah. best year. Ricky played three more tournaments, but one of those tournaments was the Pro Tour Championships, which he won, which gave him ten grand. So mm-hmm. that's something to keep in mind. But but still, what, to win eighty thousand off tournaments alone is impressive. Which we did not mention the the Pro Tour finale change yet. Oh yeah, real quick, real yeah. quick. So the Pro Tour finale has you. I'm sure you've seen this, but we'll just kind of give our quick opinions on if it was a good change, bad change, all that. They've changed their location and their date to Charlotte, North Carolina, Hornet's Nest. Um, they're going to be using the 2012 Pro Worlds layout, I believe, um, which from everyone that plays there, I've only played there once and it wasn't in that layout, but everyone that plays there says that's like one of the best courses. Um, in my head, this is an insanely good change. Uh, they also changed the date to a lot earlier. It's the week after Hall of Fame. So basically Hall of Fame, then you're, I think it's a little over three hours away. Uh, to go to the Pro Tour Championship. That's going to mean a lot more pros are going to be there. Uh, Paul included, I believe, is now going. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, a lot more pros are happy about it being kind of more in the south where it should be a little warmer still that yep. time of year. Um, and it, with it being early, it should be warmer because it was an Emporia towards the end of October. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people were like, I'm not going to that. Yeah. So, so my quick opinion is... What we talked about last week, how the Pro Tour was sold and all that stuff, and is it going to be good? Literally, the next week after, they're making fantastic changes already, and the pros are really excited. Yeah, I was surprised it happened this fast. Great news, though. (laughs) All right, Paul, 2015. Let me start rattling them off. I'm going to go with how many times he placed outside of top three. Oh, wait, he didn't. (laughs) He literally didn't. He played in 26 tournaments, and his worst finish is third place. Can, I mean, that's... And I, to be noted, one of them is a C-tier. That was a warm-up wait, for was, a major. Oh, Aussie warm-up. Yeah. And then he won. He won the major. <laughs> came in third in the C-tier. He, he won 23 whopping bucks. He, he won $23 in <laughs> yeah. a C-tier in third place. So that is something to be noted. Yeah, literally didn't place outside of a third place. Everything else, he either won or came in second. This is a fantastic year. Um, too bad I don't have his ratings pulled up. Um... Yeah, I don't even have them pulled up. Go on the Wi-Fi. All right, I'm gonna hop on the Wi-Fi. If, if we gets, lose you, if it gets slow, we'll uh, we'll cut you off oh, the Wi-Fi. But yeah. I feel like this isn't this is an episode we need the Wi-Fi for. Um, I can rattle some stuff off from my memory. So he played 26 tournaments, won 20 of them, came second in four of them, and then third in the other two. So 2015 Paul was not human, basically. Yeah. Um, I think the only person he lost to was Rick, but that could be completely wrong. 
Um, what are you? Oh, you're going back to 2015. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's something that, I mean, we'll look at his 2019 year, but just from my memory of this year, uh, comparing it in my head to 2015, I don't think it really compares. We'll look at we'll look at the stats and then we'll re- we'll talk about it a little bit more. But just my initial thing is I'd be shocked if this year is close to 2015. Yeah. So for, first out the bat. What was what did I just say? First out the bat. First out the bat. I don't even think that sentence. Um, let's look at Worlds 2015. His ratings for that tournament. Is this what you're talking about? Like get specific into the tournaments? Sure. I mean, that's what um, we want to do. Let's do this. All right. 1085. 1091. 1042. 1077. Gee, so many rounds. 1062. 1025. That's that's low, right? Yeah. Like, am I wrong? Like, that's 1025 seems... is low. 1042 is low. Like, what was his highest rated? 1091. Okay. So, I mean, I guess that's... That, but, like, this year, I feel like he had to have averaged higher at Worlds. He averaged 1073 this year. Yeah. So, he averaged higher this year at Worlds than he did in 2015. Right? Do the math. 1091, 1042, 1077, 1062, 1025. I mean, I believe it's so. close. It's got, it, it maybe it's, it's got to be close. It, that was across six rounds though. Yeah. Um, European open. He played in that this year. Uh, 1025, 1032. Those are super low. Yeah. Uh, 1081, 1067. So the 1081, so 1067 were fine. He must've gotten a big lead and then just kind of, yeah. kind of rode. I believe he's won the European open five years straight. He has believe. Um, one thing to be noted, I'm gonna grab the disc, but which one? There was five majors in 2015. Yeah. Oh yes. Paul you have won that. all five. Yeah. Uh, Called a grand slam. This year, there is only three, three majors. majors. Paul's won the first two. Yeah. Correct. He won European three. Open. USDGC two. is the third. Um, so he could have another grand slam, but it would only be three instead of five, so it wouldn't be called a grand slam. Well, we were talking. I think it was us or Paul was talking. If he wins Canada, Europe. USCGC, Worlds, and something else. We were talking about like it's like a grand slam without them all being majors. It was like as close as it could have been. Well, yeah, no, I mean. He's got to win USCGC. He's got to win Canada this weekend. Canada doesn't seem that big to me. Well, it was just like another continent. Oh, yeah. Wow, that was another continent. That no, was really another bad. Country, but, another country. Um, I can't believe I just Yeah, said like, that. but Canada tournament just isn't that big. Like, in my head, he should blow it. Because Do a we lot know of players there? at Nantucket. Let's pull that up while you're a. Uh, Oh, you're looking because a lot of players in my head are at Nantucket, so I don't think Canada's going to be that big of a tournament. I'll just hit rating twice. Yeah, I am. Yeah, Simon so. Conrad Sexton. That's, that's it. it. So, uh, yeah, I mean Gibson. Does, I mean, like I said, there's not really. To be honest with you, I oh, would. He should win this by like ten. I would bet Martin Hendel is in second or third, just because he's from Canada. Yeah, so he he probably has. I'd feel like he played these courses before, but that could be uh, completely wrong. But yeah. yeah, like Ricky and a lot of a lot of names that you'd expect to be up there in, at Dustin Nantucket. Leatherman's play. Sorry. Good for him. That's kind of sick to go to Canada. Yeah. Jealous. Same. Um, we should have went. Go to his 2015 and then go to scroll up to rating detail. Are you on that? No. Yeah, you are. And then just hit rating twice. I just want to see what his highest rated round was in 2015. Oh, that was that was that year. That was his 1132 year. Was 1132. Oh, so where's 2015? Scrolling down. You had to look for the date. Oh, gosh. Um, right there. 1093. So 1093. So he didn't At break Ledgestone. 1100 in 2015. No. Um, 
All right, so let's look at, uh, should we go to Paul's 2019 next, or yeah. do you want to look at Ricky's years? Let's go to Paul's. Let's just Paul's get through all the stats, and then we'll talk opinions. Okay. So, so far, obviously, we have less tournaments. Um, we have 20 tournaments this year so far, and in 2015, we said it 26. was 26 or 27, and he already has more, more outside the third, you know, outside top three than he did back then. This year, he's got a 10th place finish, which was at Las Vegas, which obviously that was a little, you know, out of the ordinary, but that was in the beginning, just yeah. learning Discraft. We have a fourth place at Memorial. We have a uh, sixth place at Santa Cruz, and that's, those are his, uh, how many, three? Those are his three outside the top three. Everything else is either second, second place or first place. He hasn't finished in third this year, has he? No. That's kind of weird. First, second, fourth, tenth, sixth. Yeah. Um, so I, w- I was looking at this earlier. Um, right now he's, you said he's through 20 tournaments? Yeah. He has 13 wins through 20 tournaments right now. Um, so he has seven losses. Yeah. 2015, he only had six losses. So yeah, Out he, of 27 tournaments, seven more out tournaments. Out of 26 tournaments. 26. Yeah, so if he plays six more tournaments and wins them all, he'll be 19 for 26 versus 20 for 26. So it is, it is kind of close there. Um, but, you know, we... Let's, can you hit the date twice so we can kind of see how the beginning of his year... Or is this by date already? It's by date already. So he started with second at wintertime. He lost to, I believe, it was someone, someone who doesn't normally win. Uh, Austin, Adam Hams. Adam Hams. Um, oh, I remember that. So that was his first tournament with Discraft. Um, his second tournament with Discraft was Las Vegas, where he came in 10th. His third was a win at Memorial. Um, no. He lost Memorial. Fourth place. Oh, For, yeah. His he first win was Waco. Waco. Sorry. His next one was a win at Waco. So he started off with three losses in a row, um, two of which were outside the top three. Yeah. His only other one outside the top three was Santa Cruz, but that's later in the year, correct? When was that? Which one? Santa Cruz. Sorry. I was scratching my leg. Yeah, that was in May. May. So, you know, we can contribute. I mean, we can attribute the first three maybe to, you know, first tournaments with Discraft, the initial season, you know, this, this is weird. this year? Yeah, this is this year. Wait, okay, let me just... I just noticed this. So f- since May, he's he only hasn't won one tournament since May. We're at the end of August. Yeah, he only lost a CCR. And he came in second place. He went first, 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 second, first, 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 first. That's He's on a tear yeah. the second part of the season. Well, I think that's why this whole conversation has been struck up because yeah. this was a two off the tee question a little while ago. Yeah. Um, it's been struck up because since May, this is his best year ever. Like he's yeah. been dominating. Yeah. 2015, he just started hot and stayed hot. Yeah. Um, this year he started a little bit slow, not for any other player, but Paul, but you know, he started a little slow and then, you know, really other than Santa Cruz since what is that? March. Other than Santa Cruz since March, May. he's had an insane, <laughs> No, sorry, since March. Uh, Waco. You said Santa Cruz. Since okay. Waco, other than Santa Cruz, he's had an insane year. Yeah. He's only lost, other than Santa Cruz, one, two, three tournaments since March. Mm-hmm. So he's lost four since March of his seven. So, you know, if you take out that initial start of him getting used to Discraft, I mean, this year probably beats 2015. Yeah. In general. Um Another thing to be said is he he hit his highest rating ever this year. Yeah. Uh, of 10.56. But I feel like every year, if you're the best player, you're going to hit your, the highest rating because it's just, it's evolving. 
So every I year say, yeah. somebody's gonna hit. He's gonna hit his highest rating next year. Yeah. He's gonna hit. You know, Ricky's gonna or whoever's better, the best player in five years is gonna hit the well, highest. Rating. Ricky's highest ratings came in 2017. 2017, he was in the 1050s. Since then, he hasn't really been back in the 1050s. I think he's in the upper 1040s right now. Um, yeah. So that's something that's kind of interesting as we we'll, were gonna talk as about we'll talk that, about yep. Ricky. But I also just noticed PDJ finally. They changed the yeah, pictures. Yeah, they updated the, the world champs for this year. I just realized that. Yeah, um, I don't really know if there's too, too much to talk about with Paul. We'll start comparing kind of Paul and Ricky to who has better years and stuff like that um, in a minute. But do you have anything else to really say about Paul's this year compared to 2015? Um, I mean, not really. Just that he's seriously on a tear. Yeah. Um, where did his 2015, 2019 go? I'm going to pull up his 2019 for one second. Let me, let's just look at these. Well, okay, again, 2019. Oh. You were looking at 2019 Jeez. on the page. I, I meant so 2015. Confused. I was like, why are you pulling it back I, up? I meant 2015 because I was going to try and see what he did last, uh, you know, from May. May. So from May to the end of the year, he had one third place and two second place finishes. All the rest were wins. So again, like, that's a tear. Well, like, his whole year was a tear. Like, if you scroll up, 2015 well, in right. general, like... I mean, because you can say from January to October. <laughs> yeah, it was a tear. January to November, he lost six times. Yeah. And the worst was third. Like, you, right. like I, I, it's going to be nearly impossible to beat 2015. What, in your opinion, would he have to do to beat his 2015? With, with, what's with what's remaining? Year? Okay. Well, he's got to win out. I think you think if he wins out, it beats 2015? Yeah. Really? If he wins out, if he can win, he's got Canada, Green Mountain, or which is Smuggler's Notch, USUC, and the Hall of Fame Classic, and then I assume he's going to go to the Pro Tour. If he can win all five, I think that'll be better than. I don't think he can top. I just don't. I don't think. A starting the year off, I don't think he could have because there wasn't five majors. Yeah. Um. Even though you know, yes, a lot of tournaments you can compare to majors. Putting major next to the title brings a whole different pressure, a whole different everything. So I think from the beginning of this year, he was kind of doomed in the fact that you, you can't win the Grand Slam. Five majors. I just love that I have this disc. I love this disc. Um, but on top of that, the way his year started, I just don't think that it can match 2015. Because yeah. um, we, we know he can't, he can't have... Uh, what, what am I trying to say? He can't match the losses. He already has oh, no losses. you're right. Yeah. So he can't... You know, he's already lost that battle. Yeah. Um, he's not playing in as many tournaments, so he can't match the wins because he's not he'd have to play twenty seven tournaments and right. win out to match the wins. Um so I just don't think he can. Um I will say if he hits ten sixty this year and wins USDGC, it would get him close. Um because I've said before I think that's like if he once he hits like ten sixty and he wins USDGC once or twice more, he's the greatest of all time. Is my yeah. my thing. So I think if he does, you know, two of those things this year, that could push twenty nineteen. Because we also do have to look at competition being higher in okay. twenty nineteen versus twenty fifteen. Um, this is a question from Trevor that he just dropped in. Have we give, have we given any attention to next year in the sense that once he's practiced with Discraft even more, he could potentially go undefeated? I don't think anyone will ever go undefeated. If anyone was going to go undefeated, it would be Paul. I agree. Um, I just don't think it's going to happen. Well, what I... Because, I mean, I haven't talked about it. I haven't really thought too much about it. But I will say one thing I have thought about is what player would Paul be right now if he never hurt his back at the end of 2015? Yeah. Because we saw 2016, 2017, 
he was still dominant by any other player's standards besides Ricky's, really. Yeah. Um, but he was having bad years for himself. You know, he was coming in a lot of seconds, a lot of thirds. You know, that's that's the reason these years aren't up there when we're talking about it. He lost worlds. But if he never hurt his back, he never had to change his putting style. Because really, once he changed his putting style, we haven't seen his 2015 putter until this year. Right. This year, I feel like his putting is back to where 2015 putting right. was, um, especially as of late. But, I mean, if he doesn't hurt his back, there's no telling what player he is right now. And, you know, I already think he's pushed the field up to kind of match him in a certain way. He's still above the field, but he's pushed him to get better and better and better. Um, so it's kind of scary to think of what the field could have been because Paul might have had 2016 might have been better than 2015 if Paul didn't get hurt. You know what I mean? Uh, which it's wild to think, but undefeated. Well, we'll talk about, do you think 2020 could be better than 2015? Do you think he could beat the 20 wins, six loss record and win all the majors? With the, with how the field is right now and everything? No, because I think next year it's going to be even harder to do that. And the year after that, it's going to be even harder to do that because we're going to hear of these like Albert Tam or wh- whatever his name is, like yeah. that we met over in Europe. And like he's like 20 years old, you know, up there on lead card. I think every year somebody is going to, you know, come onto the scene and every year everybody's going to get better. Whether or not if Paul gets better or not because obviously you know he's gonna get better yeah he's also gonna get older not he's not old no i'm not not saying he's old 29 yeah but like the older he gets you know the younger you know a new young person comes into the scene it's gonna be hard to do that i agree i think see part of me feels like 2020 could be like could be a year i don't think i don't think he's gonna win worlds next year just because it's in utah Oh, yeah, I think, he hates Utah. I think Utah is, <laughs> not to say it's in his head, because it doesn't really get in his head, but when he doesn't like playing somewhere, it's hard for him to win there. You know what I mean? Because yeah. a player that like steps onto Utah's like courses and just feels like, oh, man, this is my place. Like, Ricky? I'm pumped. I don't know if Ricky's that. I feel like he's hyped after he ever aced that. Uh, he's hyped, he but that. it'll be interesting also, as Who this will be Utah? our transition to uh, to Ricky. This, this is 2017 you're looking at, by the way. Um, I know. I was just trying to pull up Utah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Ricky adapts to Enova now that he's had a full season. Utah. Um, because I don't think we have to present the stats to you to know that Ricky isn't having nearly as good of a year right. this year as he as he has in the past. Um, Matt Bell won Utah this year. Wow. So Matt Bell won Utah, which I was a pro tour, correct? And then he also won the uh, national tour. A few weeks ago. So Matt Bell's having himself a year. Oh, yeah. This is true. It's the same. It's the same. Yeah. Matt Bell was yeah. the national tour winner. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. Um, so let's pull up Ricky's 2017, if you get did, that. Wait. Did Paul? Oh, Paul didn't, Paul didn't even, go to Utah. Oh, geez. Yeah. No, he because he doesn't like he it. He doesn't like Utah. No. Wow. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really in here next year. Is yeah. Where it's going to be. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, that doesn't... I think he's going to play great. Yeah. But I would be surprised to see him win Utah just because... Like, I feel like this year, although the crowd sounded like a Ricky home course advantage, I feel like Paul felt like he had a home court advantage. Yeah. Like, Paul loves those courses. Paul felt comfortable at those courses. Um, You know, so that's one thing I think will will be factored in. But Paul's 2020 does have potential to be another absolutely dominant year. I agree. Um, I think part of it is he has 
uh, outdoor workout place like he did leading into 2015. Yep. Um, he'll have a whole year to be comfortable with Discraft. He's, I honestly I feel believe... Like he's, he's as comfortable as he's going to get. He's... I think he's more comfortable with Discraft than he ever was with Innova. I agree. Um, he says it all the time. Like, yeah. they, like The only thing I think he'll get more comfortable with is he's going to be releasing more of his molds. And those molds, he's always going to feel comfortable in his hand because yeah. that's something he's never had before. Yeah. Is when he picks up a Zeus, he's like, I made I this. I made this. this like, was, this is yeah. for me. You know what yeah. I mean? To where, like, he can go throw those in a field. And if there's something he doesn't like about it, he has every right to go change it and get a different Zeus made. You know what I mean? If he's yeah. like, hey, this this runs way too overstable. We need to adjust that. Yeah. Now he has the right to make those calls. I think that's a very interesting position that he's in right now. I agree. Going into the next season. Two things that were just brought up. One, I can answer really quick. The second one will lead us into Ricky. Um, can we touch on Paul's practice routine? We have a video that we put out for Worlds. That was on, of his warm-up. Yeah. Oh, what was... Oh, practice routine. Yeah. Never mind. Oh, we have um, his warm-up routine. His... I, I only know numbers from his 2015 practice routine, which was a way higher than his current, from my knowledge, but I could be wrong. 2015, he was practicing... He was putting, sorry... Um, I believe it was like 3,000 times a day if his putter felt good, and it was 5,000 plus if his putter felt bad that day. Yep. Um, and then he was following Tiger Woods' routine, which is basically get up at 4, play golf till like 6 in the afternoon, yeah. go to bed, do the same. Um, now he doesn't have quite that same practice routine, but part of it is it's yeah. all muscle memory. It's yeah. ingrained in him. He, I've talked to him before um, because he's went on tour or been on the road with players who – are not as skilled as him. You know, he's had some players who are new on tour uh, in his RV before. And I've said stuff like, um, he'll say stuff about like how they don't practice as much. And uh, I'm we like, were talking about this the other day. Yeah, I was like, well, they're, I was like, well, aren't they really practicing the same as you? He's like, well, yeah, but back in 2012 through 2015, you know, when I was, you know, still learning and developing as a player, I was practicing crazy amount. He's like, now I have to practice enough to maintain where I'm at. Right. Um, because, I mean, if you look at Paul's game, Basically, what will happen is he'll be like, my forehand feels off, so I'm going to go practice my forehand. Yeah. Because his game is, it's not peaked by any means, but it's not like my game where if I go out in the field, I'm like, I got to throw 300 backhands, 300 forehands, I need to putt because they all feel bad right yeah. now. You know what I mean? Paul's is like, hey, my forehand's a centimeter off of my release. I better go work on that. Yeah. You know, So I think his practice routine looks a lot different, but that will hopefully be a video of ours this uh, off season. So That would be nice. Look out for that. And Utah was an A tier this year. It was an eight tier. Okay. Sick. And so this is what somebody said. Madison said this, and I think it's great that we can transfer over to Ricky, even though this doesn't have to do with his numbers. But I know putters are putters, but do you think Ricky will start using his tour series putters in the offseason? Be like Conrad and rep your discs. I, I'm just transferring this over to Ricky because this is what it's about. But we talked about, you know, being brands being able to like market their players. We've talked about that before. And I think that's huge. What Madison just said is Ricky is not as marketable. And, you know, one thing that could help maybe Innova pull them out of their, you know, their little hole that they're in right now, because obviously we all know that they're not performing well, is like, why does Ricky have a signature putter that he doesn't even use? Well, I mean, he's putting with KC Pros currently. I believe his, his signature putter is KC Pros. It's just Ricky's name on it. But, um, I mean, I believe they just came out. So that would mean Ricky might have got him a few weeks ago. I could be wrong on that. They might have just restocked, and that's why I saw a picture. Um, someone who keeps up with Innova more, please correct me. Um, I thought they came out like like earlier, but I could be wrong. They might have. I'm not 
again, I'm not entirely certain when they came out, but um, I think part of it's just comfort. You know, if you're that scared me, yeah, my wife just unlocked the, the door and I forgot she wasn't home, and that scared <laughs> the crap out of me. Yeah, I was like, my gun's in the other room. I don't know what we're about to do, but we're about to die. Um, anyways, <laughs> all right, Ricky, I think. Yeah. You build a comfort level with a putter, especially like a KC Pro. Yeah. I would assume he likes them a little beat in because of how stable they are. So it might just be he hasn't beat them in yet. I would certainly hope that during the off season he'd putt with them and get used to them. Because if it's anything like Paul's deal with Innova, you know, Paul was able to kind of mold and pick out his plastic and stuff like that for his AVR to be the putter he wanted it to be. So right. I would imagine... Ricky's doing the same thing to get the KC Pro AVR to be the putter he wants it to be. Um, so, yeah, I, w- I would imagine that he will do that. So let's All right, look at his 2017, 2017, played, this is Ricky now, played 29 tournaments, had 14 wins. Um, what, Paul played 26 tournaments, had how many wins in 20. 2015? He had 20 wins with 26 tournaments. Has, <laughs> she's like tiptoeing, <laughs> uh, has 29 tournaments and has 14 wins. Um, let's go down to what did he lose? Um, or what are his top three? What I was gonna say, this was his um, 2017 his second world title, yeah. Uh, so he won in 2016. Well, I was, I, I meant to say, what did he come out of top three? Oh, yeah, look at that. Um, the open at Temple, which was an A tier. What, huh? That's just a, like I've never really heard of that tournament, so you would think that's a, a small tournament, but maybe. I don't know. Gla- huh. Glass blown. Oh, no, he just kidding. He came in third. Um, European came in seventh. Pittsburgh Flying Discs Open came in fifth. And 2017, that's nope, just that's a, payout. a bonus payout. Yeah, so those are that. the ones that he did not come in the top three. Well, okay, so one thing we need to take into consideration here now that I'm looking at it on the screen, um, two of the tournaments, so it said 29, but two of them listed are just payouts. One's National Tour, one's... Yeah. Uh, European Pro Tour, um, so that would mean he's actually he actually only played twenty seven tournaments, yeah. to win fourteen. Um, and Paul played okay, Paul played so twenty six to twenty. Okay, so um, a few notable things that I think come out of this: uh, number one, the win to loss ratio. Um, if we're comparing Paul to Ricky, you know, I don't think anyone can argue twenty seventeen Ricky is better than twenty fifteen Paul. Yeah. Um, that's you know twenty seventeen Ricky, I think. Numbers wise, I don't know this for a fact, but I believe numbers wise was better than 2017. Paul, um, I can check. You I, keep talking, I believe, I'll look. Um, but you know, seeing how where he finished in multiple different tournaments, his win totals, played more tournaments, won less, uh, stuff like that. I mean, we can't really compare. It's like comparing apples to oranges, right? Um, because in my opinion, the 2015 Paul's 2015 to this date is the greatest year of disc golf ever played. Um, and in my opinion, we're comparing, you know, arguably the greatest player of all time to a player that isn't really on that list. Um, it's kind of like, like uh, Ricky's one of the greatest players of our generations. I think, yes. I think he's the second best player of our generation. Um, but it's like comparing Stephen Curry to LeBron, like yeah. LeBron and Kobe Bryant are on the list with Michael Jordan right. of greatest players of all time. Stephen Curry's not in that list, but Stephen Curry's up there. You know what I mean? Best of our generation. Yeah, one so Stephen Curry's the greatest shooter of all time. I think Ricky's one of the best putters of all time, but we're trying to compare him to arguably the greatest player of all time. So yeah. it's it's going to be a hard comparison here, really. 
Um, but let's kind of look at his 2019 to his 2017. And real quick, Paul in 2017, and compared to Ricky's 2017, yeah. he played 25 tournaments and won 10 of them. Okay, so he lost 15. And Ricky won 14. So it was either Ricky or Paul that year. That might have been Almost. the year. <laughs> it was either 20. I believe either 2016 or 2017. If Ricky yeah. and Paul played in a tournament, it was one of them. Winning. One of them to one. Yeah. I don't remember which year that was, um, but I remember listening to a podcast that was talking about it during one of those years, and that's insane. Yeah. Because um, I think we sometimes forget, you know, nowadays other players sneak in in between Ricky and Paul or like, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but Ricky and Paul are still the two household names that if, if you're going to bet money on who's going to win a tournament, you're probably putting on Ricky or Paul yeah. if they're if they're there. Um, well, not this year, I wouldn't, because what I'm about to say even shocks me. Okay, well, let's look at this. <laughs> okay, he's got Ricky's got 20 tournaments this year. Yeah. One of them, I won't count because it's he dropped out President's Cup. Oh, never mind. I was looking at the 125 out of Wild. Well, I, I'll, I'll count it because I might have even counted Paul's. He's got three wins out of 20 events this year. Three. He only has... Really? Look, Texas States... Um, Texas States, San Francisco Open, and we got President's Cup, which you don't really count. So count you could say two. Wow. The ones out of out of top three. We got Las Vegas Memorial. Uh some A tier called Oh, the Nick Hyde, sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't see I it. It was like Southwest funding. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um Jonesboro. We got Portland Open. We got well, okay, so he dropped from Idlewild. Yeah, I would assume. I mean, there's no way he came in 125th. Yeah, and then we oh, got the Pro neck. Tour. He just came in ninth he, place. Yeah, he dropped from Idlewild because of his neck. Yeah. The Maple Hill, he came in ninth. I mean... This year's worse than I thought it was. This year, it's got to be one of his worst years. It's got to be. Being um, pro? Wow. Click on his 2015 and see how many wins he had, because I feel like that is probably the year that compares... 2015? I thought yeah. we were doing 2017 to We were, we were, but I'm saying worst years. Oh, oh, oh. He's got one, two... Three, four. He's got four wins out of 24 tournaments. And then this year we said he's got three out of 29. Wow. Nope. That was 2017. 2017. Go to... Whoop. Whoop. Nope. Whoop. Nope. Yeah, we're going yeah, 2019. There you go. <laughs> um, Joseph Neal said how many second places this year? He's got Waco, uh, Glassblown, Utah, Ledgestone, Estonia Open, Worlds, and Delaware. So seven. Seven second place finishes. That, I mean, I, I even like pulled this up beforehand. I just didn't really pay I just, close attention to I it. I just, like, it kind of like just clicked that he... Okay. Wow. So let's talk about it. Is, it. is it Innova? I mean, so if we look at it, I mean, across the board since 2014, Ricky has been the... Second best and at times the best player in the world. Yeah. Since 2014. Yeah. During that time, he was with Prodigy in 2014, possibly in 2015. For I don't know, 2015, what he was with. But yeah. then he was with Trilogy outside of that. Um, so the only real change is Innova. Um, but? I don't know if there's a but. Okay. Well, this is my but. Yeah. Is like, I guess people could take longer to like... Uh, adjust to their plastic right yeah because even before the season started right and you know paul was saying before the season started if i lose like don't account it to me not knowing my plastic like i'm comfortable i know my plastic like he practiced enough with it 
and he lost those two tournaments, but now, whatever, he's on this huge tear and wins yeah. Worlds, right? But Ricky, I mean, yes, he could be slower at learning his plastic, but, I mean, we are months and months and months and That's, months into yeah, this tournament, I mean, into this season. I mean, we could go back until, okay, let's just say end of June, right? He came in third, second, second, first, third, second, second, ninth. So, yeah, top, you know, he, he placed well, but there's only the, only, the win that I said was President's Cup. Yeah. And then ninth place last week at Maple Hill. I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, I, I don't, like, part of me says, like, no way it's Innova because, you know, you would think Innova feels, like, at home for him because prior to Prodigy, he was with Innova. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even when he switched to Prodigy, we talked about before, he was putting with KC Pros. The only thing that makes sense to me is he lost his harp and he lost his dagger. Right. Um, which were, but he's got his pig. A pig is way more stable than a harp. Okay. And it feels disgusting compared to a harp. Okay. It feels so we bad. We sell compared pigs, to a harp. by the way, in case yeah, you want. No, they they're great at what they do, but they're not a harp. Like there's yeah. harp and zone are battling for the top forehand. And then like A two's up there and then pigs down here. Like it's just it's not on the same level. It's yeah. a good disc. It's I've never just thrown not a pig. It's a little less stable than an A two. It has a thumb track on it. We should top. do a review on them. Yeah, we should. I yep. don't know if we have any right behind us. Oh, he found him. Dun dun dun. This is not a. Oh, it is a pig. Yeah. Ooh. Um, it just doesn't. It just doesn't compare to a, um, to a harp. Uh, there's just no real comparison in my it's, mind. It's domey. Like you can. Well, yeah, ours are domey for some reason. Most pigs, I feel like, aren't. But that's easily fixed with some hot water. But like this doesn't feel bad to me. Like I it think I can throw feel this. Bad. It just it's worse than a harp. How m- how much are these? Oh, never thirteen. Mind. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I think, I mean, but is that alone enough to call no, no, no. a I don't player think, of his caliber to be like this? I well, I mean, if you're losing tournaments by one stroke, sure, count it to his harp. If he's losing by, I mean, coming in ninth place, or I, think I don't think. I think it's less the harp and more the dagger. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at what they're saying. Because, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you go from being dominant with a putter and being the best putter on the planet with one disc and then you change because a dagger we don't have any here i really i need have. to think through it wait daggers yeah we have them we just don't have them with us um where are they they're at our uh online inventory um by the way here's a harp yeah you can see the thing. complete difference i, love I used harps, to throw a harp man. i did i love harps i mean i throw a zone now but yeah i throw a zone just because i want to support this crap but i love a harp it's nice though yeah, but this feels good though. Yeah, that feels real good, don't it? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's I don't real think weird. It, that <laughs> <laughs> feel real good, don't it? But a dagger does a dagger have a bead? Is what I've been trying to say for five minutes. Well, well the dagger he putted with, he didn't he didn't throw it. Did no, he? but putting like think he he oh, might as oh, well have. He was deadly inside a hundred feet. Yeah, I can't put um, that back in. Yep, that was weird too. A dagger though, I can't think of it has a bead because a KC Pro has a very defined bead, and it's not as deep as a dagger. Um, so I mean, I just. I think it more goes to that because he was the greatest putter. I got to get it out. Period. You know, uh, with a dagger and you just put a KC pro in his hand that could cost five or six strokes a tournament, yeah. you know? Um, but it, it, I agree with you too. At this point in the season, it's gotta be something other than Innova. Maybe his practice schedules changed. Maybe his touring, touring schedules changed. Um, <laughs> I really don't know. What is so funny? I can't. I don't know. I, I don't think I can really read it out loud. 
I'll read the comments after. Or I guess everyone else already read it, so I can just say it out loud, right? Sure. Okay. Somebody said, would you guys say Rick, Ricky or Paul is the scarier person to have coming from behind? By the way, this isn't really that funny. I just am cracking up. And someone said, Ricky could easily be a homeless crackhead, so I'll say Ricky because he also has them fast raptor legs. <laughs> and then he said, I thought you meant from behind in like an alleyway. <laughs> oh my I don't know why I laughed so hard at that. That's pretty funny. Um, to answer that first question, I feel like Paul's I feel like, scarier from behind. But you also got to think like, I, I don't know, both. Because obviously they can both, they're both good ahead and they're both good coming from behind. But Ricky this year was so scary to have coming from behind at Worlds. Okay, but let's look at it. Paul has won the European Open being down by five to seven strokes twice going into the final round. This is true. Uh, the 2014 Worlds, he had to birdie like 20 of his last 23 holes. This is to also true. tie Ricky in a playoff. Yeah. Um, I'm just getting all emails yeah. now. I mean, if Paul's in uh, even Maple Hill this year, yeah. he was in 19th yep. after the first round, yep. came back. Um, I think Paul, Paul outside of first place is scarier than Paul in first place. And Ricky outside of first place is scary if you're not Paul in first place. Right. Um, because, I mean, I've said this before. Um, Paul, if he's on the same card with Ricky going into the final round, even if Paul's in fourth place, my money most of the time's on Paul. Yeah. Because if Ricky can see Paul getting momentum, it's hard for Ricky to get his momentum that he likes. You know what I mean? But same either way. I mean, like, Paul this year, watching Ricky with his momentum. like At Worlds, though, Paul held on. No, no. Yeah, he did. There's multiple saying, like, times Paul could have given it Obviously, he got close. Got to yeah. one. But I'm saying... If you put Paul in that situation, I feel like Paul wins worlds from the position Ricky was in. And yeah. Ricky came in second only because it was Paul. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I think Paul's a scarier player. Now, back Paul's alley, scary. sure, I'll give it to Ricky. I don't know. Paul could, Paul MMA-wise. Paul would, Paul, I mean, like. I, now, if we're saying back alley, it's at nighttime, which one are you more scared and you're running away from? Probably Ricky. Because he'll catch, maybe. No, because Paul's fast as all heck. I'm saying, like, if you turn around, there's a dude. Like sprinting at you, raptor legs. Well, yeah, I guess because Ricky's tall, but like, but like that's just scarier. It's yeah, like some sure. some dude looking like he's going insane versus Pablo, who's gonna beat the heck out of you if he catches you. Yeah, I mean, like I'm I'm a bigger dude, right? I'm I'm pretty strong. Paul can beat the living crap out of me. Oh well, yeah, like Paul is a strong man. Like you might think, like oh he's a little dude, like he doesn't look that strong. No, 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 he's probably like the strongest person on tour. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he's he's a. He's a, yeah, he's a monster. So I would say like back alley, if someone's going to catch you in a back alley, Paul's scarier. But if you're just like <laughs> looking down the alley and you're not in danger, Ricky would be scarier to see coming towards you. Okay. So I'm glad we'll we, say uh, Ricky from behind in that sense. Paul from behind disc golf sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that we answered that question. Um, okay. <sighs> Can I so, answer the questions now from before? Are we done with the topic? I don't really know where I was at with the topic. So let's do it. Let's answer some questions from before. Um, this topic was kind of more of a throw up, like toss up throw up yeah <laughs> uh more of a toss-up than i was expecting it to be um once i started looking at the numbers you know it just feels like paul's this year is much more comparable to his 2015 year than it actually is yeah um because we're living in one of the greatest like streaks of disc golf versus we're trying to compare it to one of the greatest years of disc golf and they're yeah. just two different things um and then ricky's we only threw ricky's in there just because i wanted to see i was curious ricky's best year versus paul best paul's best year but now that we see how bad Ricky's 2019 is, like that's really surprising to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we have, what, five, six more tournaments to play? Yeah, but even if he wins out, he still had a really yeah. bad year. You yeah. know what I mean? And I just I can't 
say it's Innova. Like, I just... At this point, <laughs> I don't think I can. Yeah, because, I mean... Well, think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Innova, for years, like, the Destroyer, the T-Bird, the, like... I would take Innova over Latitude any day. Like, disc-wise. If we're just saying, you go pick your lineup, like, you're not going to beat a Destroyer. Right. You're not going to beat... Yeah, you might beat the Pig, and you might beat the Putter, which, yeah, that's a staple of Ricky's game, but I just have a hard time believing that the rest of his game could like I I just don't see how that could cause him to suffer this much. There's got to be something else. I mean I don't I don't think so. But because that's the only change that real that yeah. But look at Paul with with Innova. It's not like there was an issue. <laughs> no, but Paul He's and Ricky are obviously different different, players, different yeah. play styles. You know what I mean? Ricky did lose his felon, and there's not really a felon. Uh, Sexton Firebird starts with the same stability, but a felon beats up way faster. So I mean maybe stuff like that, but yeah, I don't know. Makes weird. Sense. All right. Well, read some questions from earlier. Let's do this. When playing a course blind the day of a sanctioned event, I wouldn't suggest it. Uh, what are your goals for that first round? I still want to tear it up. I mean, it's always my goal. Yeah, I mean, I hate doing that. Um, because but if your I, goal is I to shoot to. even, you're going to lose the tournament. Yeah, I mean, I mean my, when I, <laughs> if I play blind, I kind of like, it's one of the only times I'll play my card. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, So if I'm playing a course blind, it's one of the only times I'll like actually pay attention to what everyone on my card's doing because I feel like that's the only way I can stay in the tournament is if I keep up with everyone on my card and I if I win my card, more than likely nine times out of ten, you're going to be on lead card. Um, so that's kind of what I do is I just play my card. But if you have any opportunity not to play it blind, don't. Yeah. Um, I was reading what someone said at the end. Do you think Paul wins the playoff at Worlds if Ricky makes the eagle on 18. Well, according to Paul, there wouldn't have been a playoff. Paul said if Ricky threw that in, I was making my putt. That was directly out of Paul's mouth. I said... I mean, he could say uh, that, but it was like 60, 70 feet behind a tree. That's what I said. I said, dude, you're behind a tree. (laughs) Like, I'm just saying, like, do you think you win the playoff? He's like, I promise you there wouldn't have been a playoff. Yeah. I was like, okay. So that's Paul's answer, but what's your answer? What do you think? Who wins the playoff? I mean, momentum's 100%. Obviously, and Ricky's like... What hole would they have played? They would have played 18 again, and then 17, and then 18, and then 17. Um, I mean, I don't think Paul's ever, like, That's I don't what, think he's really going to afford that hole many, many I times. I don't think it would have ended on 18. It would have I think ended it would on. Have, someone would have went OB on 17. Yeah, I don't know which yeah, yeah, time yeah. they played 17, but I feel like you can both 3-18 all day, Yeah. you know, with how both of them will play that hole. So I feel like it would have went 17 and... Man, Paul did go OB with his Luna because it just dropped and he was shocked by it. So I really don't know. I Part of me wishes it would have went to a playoff just because it would have been like been so fun to watch. So fun to watch. But <laughs> I'm, I'm glad so it didn't at the same time because yeah. I'm not confident in either answer I would give you. Yeah. Okay. So this is a question that I know like Paul will get a lot um, when we do like questions with him live and stuff like that. And it's a question that Maybe that he's not so fond of, um, but let me, I'll say to you, how do I get a sponsorship from a disc golf company? He Um, just gets it like so much or like, when's the time to go pro? Like that question he gets all the time. And it's like, just, just practice and play and play and play and play and you'll get noticed eventually. Like, yeah, I mean, it's tough to answer. Um, Of course it is. Cause it's not easy to answer. So I've had a sponsorship opportunity 
Right. But the only way I got it was through knowing someone. Right. Right. Because I played for Liberty. Liberty had the thing where when you play, you'll eventually have a chance to be sponsored by Prodigy. I turned it down for a number of reasons that I've talked about before. But I feel like if the state disc golf is in, your initial sponsorship normally comes from knowing somebody. Yes. Um, now, if you're someone who you're like, I don't know anyone, play more tournaments. Right. I mean, it, what can you do to make sure that that company wants to sponsor you? Um, be active in your local community. Yeah, it's not so much anymore about being a good player. Be active on social media. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, Post grow disc golf. Yeah. Uh, have an insanely active social media because you could be, I honestly think like you could be 900 rated or lower and just run a ton of tournaments and be at every club event and be putting in disc golf courses left and right. Plus you're posting about it all on social media and you have a like YouTube channel and stuff like that. And you're more valuable to a company than a thousand rated player that does none of it. Right. Um, so I agree with that because like when we were looking for our players, um, you know, our sponsored players, when we, we first didn't even look team, at their rating, we, I don't, yeah, we never took rating into account. It was all like, all right, pull up their Instagram, yeah, pull we, up their face. We looked at their social media, um, and then we asked them, we did uh, FaceTime interviews and asked them, what do you do with your local community and um, how would you use us to help with that, basically? Right. Which, I mean, if you're looking to get sponsored by, I think you said foundation also. How do you get sponsored by from foundation? Uh, apply. Backwards this whole time. Yeah, why? I could have swore I put it on forward. No. Sorry. I just like, I messed with my hair and I was like, why is my hat backwards? Um, you can apply, I think in like... January are we gonna open it January first yeah. again? Yeah, January first. Uh, we're probably not gonna expand our team. We're gonna keep it about the same size. Um, yeah. So there'll be less spots because some of the players will get re-signed. Um, right. Obviously. Not all. Some. Yeah, and so. But we'll open it the same way we did, and yeah. we'll post all over social media when that happens. So yeah. we'll we're post, one of the we'll few the companies that, you know, we're small enough that you can still apply. And we take it into consideration. Um, and yes, we'll look at your your application. We did look at hundreds last time, and we'll yeah. look at hundreds again. Yeah. So you won't we'll be probably, like, heck. We'll probably look at a lot more this year. Oh Just well, be, yeah, because be people are going to know who we are. Yeah. Um, should I stop? I mean, if there's more questions, we can go with a few more. It's nine oh five. Wow. We'll go with uh, one more question. One more question. What's a disc you have always? Woohoo! What's a disc you have always heard of but never threw? Then when you started throwing it, you couldn't believe you had never thrown it. Mine was the Punisher. That was from Trevor. I'd say mine is the zone because before throwing Discraft, I basically threw Innova um, and like my harp, the harp I threw like back when I kind of first started, that was like what my forehand disc was or the Gator. Um, I would beat my Gators up to where I would literally flip the Gator over, um, which that might sound ridiculous, but I did. Uh, so I would say it's the zone because I've always heard about it. Never threw it until, honestly, recently. I think my first zone was the one I got, like, just a little bit before um, Nationals this past year. Um, and then, yeah. Which, also, fun fact, on Monday, I'm supposed to be getting my, my ring. Oh, nice. So I can bring it next Thursday. No, are we, we're not here next no, Thursday. Yeah. Side note, next Thursday, we're, <laughs> we're not taking here. a week off because my wife and I are going on vacation. Woohoo! Um, fun stuff. Sorry, uh, go ahead. I honestly don't think I have an answer to this question. That's fair. Um, because across the board, if there's a disc that I'm interested in, I've always bought it. Say that again. Like if there's a disc that I like hear about and I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds like a cool disc. Yeah. I buy it. Yep. Like I just, that's what I've always done. That's why I have so many discs that I never throw, but I don't know. Um, 
trying to think of one that I threw and I was just like, wow. Honestly, I think one was the uh, Kong, which is now the Zeus. Oh, yeah. Because when I threw it the first time, I couldn't throw it yet right. um, because I was still with Prodigy through Liberty. That's that's when we threw it at uh, Fallen Creek. Yeah, we threw it for our review. And I had, I think it's my, no, it's not my longest throw ever, but it's my longest throw without the help of wind. And it was ever. dead uphill. Yeah, and it was uphill, like 500 something feet. And it just was beautiful. Like yeah. I, it kept. I, I always talk about it because, like, it makes no sense when I talk about it, but it makes sense to me. I threw it on Annie. It held the Annie to the point that no other disc came out. Like, it just kind of, like kept going like this. I thought it was going to dig into the ground. And then it just flattened out of nowhere. Yeah. And then just kept going and then came out. And it was just, like, mind-blowing to me. Um, which I bought one, like, the next day. I just couldn't throw it yet. Yeah. So I'll say the, I'll say the Kong slash, well, now the Zeus. Yeah. Will, will be that disc for me. So few things i feel like before we leave we got to say okay go for it few things if you weren't here last week i think we talked about the crystal raptors last week right i think we did okay i don't know if we did but well it doesn't matter we ordered them we (laughs) we did well yeah i showed the camera last week yeah but i couldn't yeah yeah you did i didn't remember so patreon or that was yeah so crystal raptors um five 500 crystal raptors we ordered with the five time stamp on them which i showed last week i won't show the stamp this week um we should get them maybe in like two weeks um they you know they'll probably drop in like three yeah because we're gonna we're gonna hype them up and do a proper drop yeah so again if you weren't here last week nobody else can can have them like we have exclusive rights to crystal raptors and also a new big disc in paul's bag um he actually got 50 from discraft literally for himself um and i know some other discraft players have been reaching out to us because discraft won't. won't even give them to them um paul was showing it off to someone on the live coverage oh there you go there you go crystal raptors <laughs> um we will have exclusive rights to them so look out for those soon. We're also going to be putting some minis on the website soon tomorrow as well. That's the plan. Tomorrow. There'll be uh, two bucks, I believe, on the two website. Two bucks. And then if you have an order over $50 before shipping. Yes. Bef- 50 before shipping. 50 before shipping. I will throw in a mini for you. Yeah. Um, Which in the past, we've done free shipping over 50. We are not doing that currently just because of how much um, promotions and stuff we have going on. But... After I would say probably like after Black Friday and everything slows down, because um, we have a lot of stuff planned till then. Yeah. Um. Then the fifty dollars free shipping will come back. So yep. There'll be another post announcing when that comes back. We shot another YouTube video today, which was really funny. I honestly think this is our best face off ever. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. First ever it is face a, off. Don't say where. Never mind. Don't say what happened. Never mind. It was a nail biter though, because I want people to I want people to All experience right. it and not know what's going to happen. Can we tell happen. them what we what we played though? Yeah, we can say what we played. We played Ripped Revenge with the actual card game that the owner sent us. Yeah. Because last time we made our own because we lost it. But this time we used um, a real deck. And it was also the, the first time we've done a face-off at Camp Hideaway. Yeah, so that's also new. So you guys got a lot of new things. A lot of new things. I think this is our best face-off we've shot. It was super fun to play. Um, yeah, it was so much fun. And like I said, it was like I legitimately, I was telling Zach halfway yeah. through, I was like, <laughs> I feel more pressure on these like putts and stuff because we were doing match play. Yeah. So, um, I'm not going to say scores or anything, but with match play stuff builds up, yeah. you know, as, as you know. Um, and so there'd be putts that were worth several points that if yeah. I don't miss or I don't make this, I could lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I felt more pressure like there than I had in like any tournament I played. Yeah. I don't know why. It, it was it was really fun. Um, and I, I said to Hunter, like my answer was, you're probably more nervous now because like 10,000 people are watching, you know, <laughs> not like five. But 
I don't know. It, it, it was fun. It's really funny. And it, it was fun, and it's really funny because there's one thing that I did that you guys are going to just love. Um, but So that's going to be dropping next Tuesday, as well as Hunter dropped a video on Tuesday, total last-minute video, but awesome video. Um, if you need like putting drills or anything like that, check out that video that is re- uh, recently dropped. Um, I'm going to go ahead and... Are you looking at the time? I was looking at the time so I could say Sorry. what kind of Patreon q and Okay. Was. I'm going to go ahead and do the putting drills that he had put up so we can post my scores yeah, as well because we somebody up. roasted the crap out of me and was like, <laughs> I want to see Zach's score from 10 feet away. Well, you're going to see it soon, um, and it's obviously not going to be good. But, yeah, so we are going to go ahead and take a just a few-minute break and then head over to the Patreon video. If you want to be a Patreon... The link is in the bio. Sign like up. Said, Five dollars a month. Patreons. Well, Patreons will be getting yes. a uh, mini sent to you. So Patreons um, getting a mini. I'll be making a post about that tomorrow. Um, so if you're not a Patreon yet, there's a little little more incentive than than normal. Um, there are a few other big incentives that I'm not going to say because I want to reward the Patreons that are already there. Um, but they're bigger than a mini. I'll say I will say that. Wait, um, hold on. Someone just said something. You're going to love this. Yeah. Um, Yo, Hunter, got to play one of your relative's private nine-hole courses today. Shout out to Kenny from Parks and Rec on cleaning it all up. That's super random. I didn't know that it was clean. He cleaned it up, yeah. We should go play. What are we doing? That's also the same property that we can fish at. I know. Wait, why why haven't we played it yet? I don't know. I've played it. I was one of the designers of that. Well, why are we... Join it. Sick. Okay. Cool. We're going to play this week. Yeah. Because I want to play now. All right. All right, well, that's going to be it. We'll see you on Tuesday for that Ripped Revenge Challenge video. You're not going to miss out on that. Yeah, that's going to be good. Um, other than me. that, we <laughs> won't see you next Thursday. We are taking a one-week break, um, but you can find our podcast on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, all the stuff like that. Yep, it's, all of our all over there. few previous ones are now on there. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it. Check out our store, uh, foundationdiscs.com. We don't have any current sales going on, but we got some coming for you. So, Joey Nance went in the pond. Uh, Probably on hole uh, hole nine. All right. That that happens. (laughs) That was random. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys. See you guys.